Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1384, air date January 9th, 2024. And out of that, um, we filed a number of important lawsuits and we're doing a follow-up lawsuit. We're going right after the U.S. government, okay? So this is very important because what it means- Are you winning? Well, we just filed it, you know? Okay. And, but I'll be representing myself in court because whenever I represent myself, I happen to win versus um, using attorneys, right? Because the attorneys typically, um, very few of them are really into winning, right? Most of them um, really want to sort of just play the game. So that's a good news, Nico. Great news. Good good to hear. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that. But what's going on? What, what happened with the, they're saying that there's yeah, election so, fraud that you so, so let, let me let me put this in context, Nico, okay? So the first, so the first thing people need to understand, what I want to talk about is, you remember, Nick, Nick, uh, Sneeko, when we talked last time, we talked about systems, right? I'm a systems guy. We like to look at large scale systems. So here's the bottom line: the the United in the United States, elections are selections. First principle: the way they make election selections is they've created an election fraud system. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there are multiple. So what is a system? A system is not only one piece, right? It's a whole bunch right. of things that they have that all work together. But the goal of this election fraud system in America is to make sure that guys like you and me and everyday working people can never have one of us winning their elections. Okay. Right. They've created. Oh, that. Can, you, can you describe what, what is one of us? Because uh, we have different let terminology let me, for that. Let me explain what one of us is. One of us is. Um, if you, you know, I did a video, which people should go look at called a swarm at shatterthesworm.com. It explains who they are. They are a multiracial aristocracy of interconnected people, a finite set of people who maneuver all the forces of nature for their behalf for, for power, profit and control. Okay. So it includes a hundred university presidents, includes the major CEOs of companies. It's not like one race of people, right? or one set of people in a particular location. And this is a mistake all the quote unquote conspiracy theorists make. They make it about these people and then it never gets anywhere. They're a swarm, okay, of interconnected people. And that swarm of people is focused on maximizing power, profit and control. The vast majority of 8 billion of us, people get up, they work hard, they try to make something for themselves, they learn a skill. These are the ordinary working people, all right? And that, set of people have been entrained to think that their future is reliant on these, you know, 100, 200,000 people around the world, that we should always be begging to them, the Donald Trumps or the Kennedys or uh, the Bidens or whoever the hell they are, right? And Mm -hmm. so when someone like me who comes bottoms up, actually has worked hard, wants to run for president, wants to run for Senate, this scares the shit out of them, Sneeko. So they have created all these barriers to entry, no different than a king. You know, he's got his kingdom and he's got his guards and he's got the walls, right? And he's got the moat, right? He's got all these barriers Mm -hmm. to entry. And that's what I want to talk about because for me, I've experienced all of their things and every American needs to understand that in that context. And then we want to talk about something very egregious that just took place to one of our volunteers in Franklin, Kentucky. But I just don't want to make it about that because then people don't learn. You know, as an educator, I want people to understand this larger election fraud system. So why do you think that they removed Trump from the ballots in different states? 
Well, look, Trump and his red-blue dialectic is the fake dialectic, okay? Just like black people and white people, they want all of us fighting, okay? Trump is part of the swarm. You know, he's hung out with Epstein. He's part of Big Pharma. He's part of a, yeah, he's, he's a Zionist. Company. What are your thoughts about the? He, he did. He did. So he did show the vaccine. I have to admit that. But, but he's also a what Zionist do you think about? Sucker. Yeah, the, I mean, he did kiss the wall, but you know, I still, still, still like the guy. What do you think well, about the Epstein well, client list being released? What, what's well, your, what's your take on? Look, look. Yeah. Let's go back to what you just said, okay? Because okay, people need to understand Trump is not one of us, okay? I supported the guy initially. I didn't just wear a MAGA hat. I put out thousands of signs for him. I was the one who did all the election fraud stuff. Okay. But at the end of the day, end of the day, he's one of them. And this is what they want people like, you know, good people like you and other young people to think, oh, Trump, Trump, Trump. Trump is completely part of them. He talked drain the swamp, make America great, all this stuff. But then we have to put all But then why remove him from the ballot if that's true? Well, here's the deal. Well, then they want to then they want to remove Biden from the ballot in Texas. Okay. Here's the bottom line. They create a fake dialectics, Nico. All right. It's one organized crime family against another organized crime family. You have to really get this. The swarm has their differences, okay? But they have nothing to do with us. And as long as you get caught in their bullshit, you're gonna think Trump is better than Biden. All right. So we cannot do that. So let me go back to the central point here. The central point here is when one of us, when I mean working people, people actually work, create, not have golden toilet seats or not have, you know, their sticks from above, right? Whatever they have in their swarm. When hardworking people come from below, I want to really talk about these four levels of the election fraud system that they have set up. All right. Let me start with the first part. The first part of election fraud is who they give visibility to, who even gets on their debate stage, who even gets on their mainstream media, who even gets on their grifter media. So that's the first part of the election corruption that occurs. They decide which Zionist cocksucker gets access. And I mean that not in any uh, vitriolic way, because every one of them has to support Israel right off the bat. Okay, all of them. So but who gets on? mainstream media, even who, who they create the fake fights over. Okay. The WWE. Well, is I, just- I, got, I got to interject. I saw something, one of your, uh, some guy that you're not a, a fan of. I'm a fan of him. Uh, Dr. What's his name? Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. I saw him. It was he's a video not a doctor. about. He's not a doctor. He's a fucking. Right, right. You're the doctor. You're the doctor. My fault. My fault. But Vivek, um, I'm sorry to mispronounce his name. I saw a video of him basically saying that January 6th made him cry. When they stole you know the capital, like he you saw know what, the, Sneeko, he made him really Sneeko, upset. You got to stop looking what people say and look at what they fucking did. Okay. This guy is a Brahmin, high class bullshitter. Number one, the guy, I mean, all of, do you understand that this guy was created because of the traction we were making? They went and found a brown guy. Do you understand that he's manufactured? Right, right. He's manufactured right. anti-establishment, but you have to look at what he's done. This guy- yeah went and bought a fake useless drug for 5 million bucks, had his mother redo the analysis, took the company public, okay? Made millions, tens of millions of dollars and then crashed the stock. Yeah. Okay? So stop 
sucking up to these guys, man. The second thing this I'm guy not, did, I didn't suck up to him. I'm just, I just called. I'm just saying. I saw the video of him crying know, on January know, 6th. But you he's trying be... to get the Trump demographic, and he was pretty much saying like he was like, "This is so abominable. This is yeah, terrible. whatever, whatever, whatever." He'll say anything out of his mouth. He's got Chat GPT running over here, telling him what to say. But look at what he's done. This guy went and got an affirmative action scholarship when he had two million dollars in the bank. All right, yeah. at Yale. And then says later he's against affirmative action. And you go look at his entire history. Look, you know, India has a caste system. Are you aware of this? Okay. He is. No, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. So India has a horrible caste system. Now, I grew up in that caste system in India. We were considered the lower, you know, I talked to you. What's that? You were born in India? I was born in India. Exactly. Wait, so how are you gonna? How are you gonna? How are you running for president? You have to be born in born in America. Well, let's talk about that. Is that true? Let's go study that. Okay. So okay, we'll, we'll get into that way. But hold on. If you were born in India, like I'm seeing a lot, a lot of videos of like the um, poop being thrown around, people like bathing in poop and stuff. Like, did you see that growing up in India? Look, uh, here's the deal. Do you know when the British came to India, the British used to take a bath once every six months? Are you aware of that? Indians used to take a bath every day, and there was no landless poverty. When British colonialism came to India, they created massive amounts of poverty in India. And the Brahmins like Vivek collaborated with the British, okay, to create this massive segregated India. So, you know, people talk about that, but you have to go back and look at the history of India. Again, if you want to get lost in the hype of today and you don't look at the whole history, you're going to be a dumb fuck, okay? So people need to really understand history because without understanding history, people will get manipulated by the establishment. So when you look at election fraud, first they decide who gets to be on TV, who gets the mainstream media attention, who gets to even be in their crazy controversy. Step one. Step two, Nico, the thing is in the United States, if you run for Senate, Nico, 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 if you run for Senate, if you run for House of Representatives, um, let's say you want to run for any uh, school committee. Right. And if you're running against 10 other people, Nico, the first thing that has to happen is you have to get on the ballot. You understand what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? So if there's 10 people running and you want to be one of the people considered, you have to get on the ballot, whether it's be for Senate, et cetera. How do you get on the ballot? Well, in order to get on the ballot, people have to nominate you on a document. It's called the nomination paper. All right. So if you're sneaker running for school committee, you may have to get 20 signatures. If you're running for U.S. Senate in Massachusetts, guess how many signatures you have to get? You have to get 20,000 signatures. Okay. That's doable. You can do it. Yes. And we did that. If you're running for president, if you're running for president of the United States, every state has different ballot requirements. Utah says you have to get a thousand. Florida, where you're there, you have to get one hundred and thirty thousand signatures. Okay, in Massachusetts, Mm -hmm. you have to get 20. So in order to collect signatures, how do you think that process happens? Well, in the fair way, you have to have volunteers. Right. They have to go get these nomination papers. They typically stand outside in the cold and the heat right outside a supermarket and they'll wave to you and they say, Hey, Sneeko, would you like to sign, get Dr. Shiva on the ballot? And you sign. Okay. It's a hard process. Guess what they do, Sneeko, the Republicans and the Democrats for a presidential election don't even need to do that. The independents like Booby Kennedy go raise Mm -hmm. money and they hire professional signature getters. They're not even their volunteers. And there's a, bunch a lot of fake frauds. It's fraud. And and there's a yeah, lot of uh, Booby Kennedy. I'm actually going to say, you know, like I still like Vivek, even though you're saying I'm a, I'm a dumb fuck for sucking up to him. But Bobby Kennedy, Booby Kennedy fell off really hard. 
he started shilling for Israel. He started supporting the people that killed his family. It's disgusting. Like he was like working out of the gym and I thought he was cool for a day. He had jeans on. And now that guy like in his like his frog stuck in his throat. I can't take enough. Like, bro, I'm, well, I'm sick of Why baby. do you think Vivek is any better? He 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 wants to go just he wanted to go put every Hamas guy on a thing as though he's some guy against Hamas when Hamas is part of Israel. All right. Go look at his entire history. The guy's a fucking cheating piece of shit. At every well, level. I, yeah, I understand. But he, he's saying things that I like and like, you know, yeah, maybe so, I'm a dumb fuck, but I, I'm falling yeah, for it. Yeah, so anyway, if you if you want to listen to what people say, then you're listening to ChatGPT. You got to look at who they are. It's actions that matter, Sneeko, not what they say. Because any it's what fucker, you do, not what you say. Go look at how he's lived his fucking life. Right. He's, he, he made his money by having his mama take a failed drug that failed four times in clinical trials. Bought it with his friends for five million, and then had his mother do a bogus scientific analysis. Went on Kramer, took it public, okay, and then right. when he did the clinical trial, it crashed and went. It lost ninety nine percent of value. Is that what you want your generation to be supporting? A fucking scumbag. He called out climate change, and it made me happy. Like it was like, oh it yeah, me, well we it, called it, it out five dopamine. years ago, and then go look at what he was saying. You know, six months before the election, he was supporting climate change. Come on, man. Wake the fuck up. This guy will say whatever you need to hear because he's got data saying Sneeko needs to hear this because Sneeko will get happy. And that's what he's going to tell you. OK, it's time. we. OK, OK. But how about this? How about this? So like this is the rebuttal. If you're saying actions speak louder than words, what have you been up to? What, what are your what are your actions, Dr. Shiva? Well, let's look at my actions from day one. OK, who do you think exposed the backdoor portal to Twitter in 2020? I did. Who filed a federal lawsuit and won? I did. Who was the one who exposed the election system's integrity in federal court? And Donald Trump was praising me and made a half a billion dollars off my work. I did. Okay. You did. Who's the one who actually exposed the fact that Fauci was a piece of shit in March of 2020, ran the fire Fauci campaign, collected 120,000 signatures and delivered them to Trump? I did and our movement did. Okay. Let's who, go. Okay. I didn't right. know you did all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, who, well wait, who, when's your next protest? I want to pull up. I want to pull up. I think it'd be a great stream if we go and no, protest we're, the we're, vaccine uh, or like. Uh, well, you're going to. So let me just finish this. Okay. And we'll tell you okay, the okay, actions okay. we're planning. So remember, what we're talking about is the election fraud began, begins on day one, who they decide on there. So a Manchurian candidate like Vivek the snake is pulled out of the ass. Okay. He is poop. Okay. He's a guy who they found a brown nosed Brahmin bullshitter who's a big pharma guy and they push him out there trump booby kennedy so that's where the election fraud becomes who you even say oh he sounds great the second election fraud becomes a sneako who they decide to get on the ballot now republican democrats these multi-billion dollar parties don't even have to go collect signatures sneako and you have to wonder why but you run for office i run for office as outsiders we have to stand out in the cold. We have to get nomination signatures, 1.5 million signatures. And so to tell you the level of work that I do, we went all the way out to Utah, okay, uh, last month in the bitter cold. We trained our volunteers. All we need is 1,000 signatures, man. We were out there training people in front of the supermarkets. Guess what happens? The store managers come out. They say, oh, you can't collect signatures. This is private property. Guess what then happens? We have to what? educate them on a law that was ruled by the Supreme Court in 1980 called the Pruneyard ruling, which says during an election cycle, and everyone should listen carefully, 
during an election cycle, when you're collecting nomination signatures, the even the front of a retailer store, the private property gets superseded by the First Amendment constitutional rights. It's quite powerful ruling, mm -hmm. which says that I have the right to go in front of a Walmart, front of a Target, and collect signatures. And when the store managers come, they have to buzz off. Well, so they didn't get it. The police show up. Three police cruisers. This is in Utah, okay? Mm -hmm. and, and I, because I can articulate, because I know the law, most people say, okay, bye-bye. Sorry, officers. You're right. We educated. I didn't know the law. Were you a lawyer? No, I've learned it. I've, I represent myself in federal court. That's what I've done. I remember. Okay? I remember, I remember. And we won. Yeah. So I've done a lot of shit, And man. you won. That, that, that's hard. That's when you talk about actions speak louder than words. Who else is fighting the government in the court and wins by themselves representing themselves, man? That's right. Dr. Well, Schiller, what yeah, else man. have I done? Well, when I was 14, I created the first email system right here. 50,000 lines of code. You were 14 when you made email? Yes. So look, I've done a lot my life. No, 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 no. Wait, well, before you continue, before you no, 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 there's, there's no way that's true. Let me repeat it once more. You were 14 years old when you made email. Yeah, there it is. There's a copyright, the official thing by the United States government that I invented the first email system. Now I did it when I was 14. Yes, I was working full time at a medical school when I was 14 years old. As one of those students who played baseball, had a very good fastball. I could throw 85 miles an hour. Okay, I was on the number one soccer team, and I wasn't just a nerd, but I learned everything I could sneak us. So I learned how to program. I was working in a medical college and I took the inbox, outbox folders, a physical thing, all those hundred systems, converted it to email, named it email and got the first US copyright. When I came to MIT, it was on the front page. The president of MIT is the one who told me about the laws, how to get it copyrighted. So I created it when I was 14, officially was recognized at the age of 17 by the United States government, right. period. So now I'm remembering why I said I was gonna vote you for president. Yeah, uh, this is all, all coming back. That's right. Listen, man, there are a lot of people who talk a big game and they, they are using AI and analytics to say, oh, say this, say this, say this. Bullshitters. These people need to be slapped upside the head really badly. Okay? Fucking mm -hmm. bullshitters. Now, so first step of election fraud is they decide which one of their clan gets to be seen over and over and over and over again. So you get brainwashed. Oh, wow. He sounds good. He sounds good. Then you got to get on the ballot. So they intimidate people like us. So we have to always be afraid. Oh my God, are the cops going to come? I'm collecting signatures legally. And every time you have to deal with the cops. Now, fortunately, I know how to talk to them. So in Utah, I convinced the police and the, and the policeman was very grateful. He goes, wow, I didn't know that. He consulted with the attorney. And then he went into the store and he says, Dr. Shiva has every right to collect signatures. We have it all on videotape. Okay. Wait, you convinced a cop, a cop was was, was uh, told to go arrest you and then you talk to him and yes. convinced him and then yeah, he Yes, he thought we're on private property in front of a grocery store. And we said, look, here's the law. Here's a prune yard ruling. And we have every right to be here. Now, every policeman should know this law. It's a First Amendment the law. Policemen don't really know the law, though. They well, it's really not know. they know, don't know the law. This is where the fraud takes place. The elites okay. make sure the police don't know the law, so they come harass guys like us. You see what I'm saying? This is done by design, okay. Sneeko. It's not accidental. Would right. you call it a caste system? Yeah, it's a caste system. And, and bourgeois, Brahmin, bullshitter, Vivek is part of the Brahmin caste in India. Do you know what they say in India? If you see a snake and a Brahmin cross the road, beat the fucking Brahmin first, okay? They're Who are, you winning, are you winning in a fight against Vivek? Go look at our thing. Anyone who knows about everything I've written about Vivek spits on him. The guy's full of shit. 
He is designed. One on one MMA. Could you could you take him? I'll destroy him. He's a pussy. Bring him on. Why don't you invite him? I I, I want to invite him because I still like him. But you you have a separate beef. You know, I'd love to have uh, him on the stream. You like him, but you want to vote for me, right? <laughs> so here, well, hey man, I'm, I'm trying to network, Shiva. Please, uh, Doctor Shiva, please. You know, I know. I'm, you know, you know what? It's Nico. You don't need to network with the swarm. Network with with working people, man. There's a lot more. There's, there's not that many. Around. There's not that many of you guys. Like you're out here, like getting votes and you know battling there's with the police and the government. There's not that many of these people out there. Can I ask you now? What? Let me let me finish. Tell me about Epstein's Island. No, okay, no, go no, go go. Let, let and afterwards, can you tell me, me about Epstein's with, Island? I, I want to go to Epstein's Island. I want to finish with the election fraud. Okay. You want to go to Epstein's Island? No, no. I said I want. I said before I go there and talk about oh, that. Okay. I want to finish with the deception okay. with the election fraud. Right. So you understand the first part of it is who gets visibility. The second part of it is when outside working people, one of us tries to get on the ballot, they put all these barriers to entry. So now this is what happened on January 7th, which was this Sunday. You know, January 7th is a very important day for me. Sneeko, it's when my mom passed away and it was her 12th anniversary, okay? Which was this Sunday. So I was, you know, at a memorial service for her and I get a call. One of our amazing volunteers, was, you know, working class guy, electrician, works very hard, right? And he's our leader in Kentucky. Kentucky, red state, Rand Paul state, right? Everyone's walking around with their guns, cares for patriots. Well, anyway, this guy's a patriot, hardworking American working class guy, has our stuff, goes to the Walmart to collect signatures. Okay, we need 5,000 signatures to get on the ballot in Kentucky. A Walmart manager comes out and says, oh, you got to leave. You can't collect signatures. And our volunteer says, no, there's a Supreme Court ruling during an election cycle. I have the right to collect. I'm not harassing anyone. Right. You can't block the doors. Then a little bit later, police show up. They said, hey, you have to leave. You can't collect signatures. You're trespassing. He says, no, this is my First Amendment right. He, he shares with them the Supreme Court ruling. Well, these guys, because he was alone, guess what they do, Sneeko? They handcuff they do? him, handcuff him, throw him in a police car, take him to the police station, okay? Strip search him, cavity search him, steal his oh. money, okay? Steal his money. And then we, I did a live a couple of days ago. I said, everyone called the police station and they let him out. It's in the middle of the night. He has to walk back in an hour and a half back to his car. This is America. Why? Think about what I'm saying. Walmart, a multi-billion dollar company who made billions of dollars during the pandemic, who sells all sorts of Chinese crap. Oh, and who does a police come support? Do they support an American who is purely exercising his First Amendment rights? No, they support a multi-fucking billion dollar company against him who's supporting a working class guy like me. This is class war. That's what's taking place. They do not want any one of us ever on a fucking ballot. Well, they made a big fucking mistake, okay? Because this is a major civil rights case. They're going to fucking lose because the law is out there. But think about what they did. Here's a guy who gets up at six in the morning, works nine hours as an electrician on his Sunday, takes time out. None of our volunteers are paid, okay? Not a billionaire to collect signatures for Shiva for president. It's bullshit. Cavity search him. Strip searching. Ew. So, and and he's about your age, man. And he went and collected signatures. He's a hero in my view. Wait, 
I don't, right? don't want to go anymore. <laughs> I don't want to get cavity searched, Dr. Shiva. I'm good over here. What about can I support behind my computer instead of getting um, my butthole searched? What people can do is they can go volunteer, they can donate, they can get a bumper sticker. But my point is, you know, okay. you can tweet all day, you can do social media, but the real battle is when you try to get one of our one of us, someone like me, on the ballot, that's a second layer of election fraud. You see? That's the second layer they have. Now, in Massachusetts, let me tell you what happened when I ran for Senate. They tried to keep me off. They tried to, you know, make sure no one could see me. We, we, you know, we uh, collected two million bucks when I ran for Senate. We had billboards. We had 25,000 lawn signs. They're like, fuck, this guy's still getting out there. And then we got on the ballot in the middle of COVID. We collected 25,000 signatures. They couldn't even get 5,000 signatures. And then after we got on the ballot and we got visibility, then they cheat my election. They literally flip the votes on the voting machines. You see? So they have all these, that's election fraud. Vivek the snake, he's one of them, man. They're not going to touch him. They give him visibility. They make him think he's some fucking anti-establishment. He's a Zionist Brahmin cocksucker. Okay? So this is what's going on. The real election fraud in this country is against working people in this country. Right. They do not right. want any one of us ever getting on the ballot. I mean, think about me, four degrees from MIT, five, seven different companies I've started, created email. We have hundreds of thousands of volunteers in this country supporting us. Not a penny we ask for. And we try to get on the ballot by working people supporting us, and they do that kind of shit. So all of you listening, you want to fight? Go to Shiva for president. Help us get on the ballot. This is a real fight. If you want to tweet all day and talk all sorts of shit, that's not the real fight. That's for that shouldn't for speak like, louder than words. Yeah, that's kindergartners fighting, talking about poop in India and all this kind of shit. Yeah, talk oh. all day you want. The real reality is Vivek the Snake is a bullshitter. Trump is a bullshitter. Booby fucking Kennedy is a bullshitter. They're all part of that organized crime bougie family. They're not one of us. And if you want to be right. one of them, great. But the model here is eight. There's eight billion of us who work very hard. In the United States, 330 million hardworking Americans, and there's only about 10,000 of them, and they always want us to choose them. So the election fraud system is who gets visibility, who gets on the ballot, and then on election day, they have all these other ways to flip the elections, okay, to choose the person that they want. It's a complex election fraud system, and I've uncovered all of it. Here in Massachusetts, we won in the hand-counted paper ballot county in every other county, 60-40, 60-40, 60-40. is my campaign that discovered on the voting machine, Sneeko, there's a feature called the weighted race feature. That means if- What? Yeah, check out what they have. They have a feature on the voting machines called the weighted race feature. Let's say you and I are running and you're the establishment candidate. You get 1,000 votes and I get 1,000 votes. They have a feature. They can multiply your votes by two multiply my votes by 0.5, okay? Now that voting feature, quote unquote feature, is the same voting system that they use in condominiums. Let's say you live in a thousand person condominium. You own 2000 square foot of space, I own a thousand, and you, you're voting on some maintenance deal. You get two votes, my one vote. But they kept that feature in on all election voting systems. You see, they have created multiple layers of how they can make sure one of us who works hard, never gets elected. This is what they've created. And I've uncovered all of it from keeping us off the debate stage when we legitimately won, 
harassing our volunteers, like what happened to this volunteer in Kentucky, what happens to all of our volunteers, and then manipulating the election systems themselves, Nico. So all this shit you see, whatever you see on TV, DeSantis, Vivek the Snake, Nikki Haley, all this is just theater, man. It's just like Hollywood. Nikki Haley's theater. a woman. What's that? Nikki Haley's a woman. That's what I said. Yeah. I know. It's funny. Like, she thinks she could be the president. It's very funny that women think that they can well, run anything. But let me ask you, do you think Vivek was on Epstein's Island? I don't know. Go ask him. Who cares? You know, he doesn't have to be on Epstein's Island to be a corrupt asshole. Go ask how he, how he tanked a stock 99%. How you he did? He tanked a stock 99% down. So him and his friends took 5 million bucks. They raised among their little clan. They went and bought a drug, Sneeko, from uh, GlaxoSmithKline, a big pharma company that had failed four clinical trials. Big pharma company had created this drug. They said it could cure Parkinson's, Alzheimer's. Failed, 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 failed. He goes and buys a drug, has his mother, his mama, take the his data mama. and throw out all the failed stuff and write a scientific paper saying it's a wonderful drug. Pure fraud. All right. Then he uses his mama's paper to go on Kramer and all these places and say, oh, I started a new company and it's a great drug. So they beef up the stock price. And then when they actually have to do the clinical trial, which he knew was going to fail, it fails. He closes the company, you know, meanwhile, making 30, 50 million bucks. It's a scumbag. That's not an inventor like me who actually does the work, has real patents and solves real problems. That's a scumbag. It's a mm -hmm. bullshitter. He's a piece of shit. Bullshit. Yeah, Poopy he's a piece shit. of shit. And on top of that, he's a Zionist cocksucker. So, okay, speaking of Zionist cocksuckers, yep. Can we? I don't want to actually go to Epstein's Island, but can we? Can you explain what are your? What's your perception? What, what's well, happening? With well, Epstein you have Island? to understand. You know, eight months ago, a great investigative reporter. Remember, they were trying to get Trump on the Russia hoax, right? So. Right. The real deception there was Trump was put into office by the Zionists, by Netanyahu, who had a meeting with Roger Stone. And all of this has been covered up. OK, and I'm going to bring it all out. An investigative reporter only brought this up. So the FBI covered up the real hoax, which was the Israel hoax. No, not the Israel hoax. Israel is the one who put Trump into office. If you look all around Trump, all Zionist cocksuckers from his own you know, son-in-law. His own family. His own yeah, family. they're all Zionist cocksuckers. Every single one of them. Yeah. Okay? And Epstein and Trump were like this. Okay? More and more information is going to come up. So all of these people are running damage control right now. Well, you know, he was really, he kicked Epstein out of his uh, Mar-a-Lago place. No, he hung out with them. Okay? Epstein, everyone knows, was a Mossad agent. And he has shit on everyone. But the most important point people need to understand with Epstein is he has a direct connection to Israel, okay? And Israel yep. has occupied the United States. Zionism runs America, Zionism. And by the way, Zionist yep. has nothing to do with Judaism. Zionist At all. collaborated with the Nazis to kill Jews and butcher Jews in Germany, period. And this is what needs to be understood. <clears throat> hey, Ken, can you get me some water? Yeah. He's cooking, Chad. He's cooking curry once again, man. Once again. I didn't know that you were that. I didn't know you were going to actually say that Epstein was working for Mossad. Of course he was working for Mossad. 
the whole the entire United States government. M many people work for Mossad. <clears throat> we got to understand that America has been occupied by Zionism. And if you truly want to help yeah. the Palestinian people, stop talking about ceasefire now. Let's talk about ending the occupation. Ending yes. the occupation of America. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Are you actually going to make it on the ballot? Because what have you said? I don't know. Chat, I don't know if there's one thing that you said that I disagree with. Besides uh, calling me a dumb fuck. I think everything no, else. You're not a dumb fuck. Like, you're, you're just you're trying to be an opportunist from time to time, Sneeko. And that's OK. <laughs> you want to network? Are you calling me a grifter? No, 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 no. It's different than it. Uh, uh, grifters are worse. Um, okay, you, I mean, you, you were very honest, man. When we last spoke, you said, "Hey, I, I want to make money. I got to do this. I got to network." So you're, so that's, you know, that's your thing. But I, what I'm here to uh, tell you is, you're very smart. You can make money by being straight, and you don't need these people. And I hope, I hope you learn that lesson sooner, because so you don't have to beg to these people, because you have a lot of talent. Okay. So here's the bottom line. All right. Thanks, man. Here's the bottom line, man. Um, um, you were asking me about Epstein, right? Is is that where you want to yeah. go? Where do you, where do you want to go with that? I mean, you, you pretty much covered it. I mean, you, you pretty, Epstein worked for Mossad, and it was part of the reason that America is occupied by Israel. Yeah, and 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 the occupy. So what we need to understand is that Zionism is a force that believes a small set of people will control all of us. It is equivalent to Nazism. And it is equivalent yep. to Vivek Brahmanism, the Brahmins like Vivek in India, who believe they're the ones who will control everyone else. You see, Brahmanism, Nazism, Zionism, all the same thing. Right. Zionism equals Nazism equals Brahmanism. This is why you have all these Zionists all collaborating together. OK, every one of those people who gets elected to Congress has to be endorsed by Zionism in the lawsuit. Right. I just the larger lawsuit we just filed. The Congress of the United States is controlled by two entities, Silicon Valley and Zionism. And so they're the ones Congress passed a law to create CISA in 20, uh, November 16, 2018, which is the one that created all the backdoor surveillance infrastructure between government and social media companies. That was signed into law by Donald Zionist fucking Trump. OK, and every congressperson endorsed it. You see, if Hillary Clinton had done that, Sneeko, we would have had a revolution. So they need yeah. a Trump to do all of these things. He's the one who moved the embassy back to Jerusalem. That's what Netanyahu put him in office. That's why Mossad put Trump into office. He made sure uh, the Zionist big pharma guys got everything they needed with Operation Warp Speed. He kept, he brought in the biggest uh, swampers into the White House, yet acting like he's anti-establishment. The guy's a con man. Vivek the Snake is a con man. And so, so isn't it isn't it pretty much hopeless? Let's, let's be honest. Like, can you actually beat them, Dr. Shiva? I agree with everything you're saying, but if you're saying that there's a caste system and you have to pretty much endorse Zionism at every angle, is there any hope genuinely? Like, you're a smart guy. You invented email at 14. Can you actually win the presidential election? Saying what, what you're let, saying. Let, let's talk about winning. Okay. First of okay, all, let's talk about it. Who was the one we who if you want to talk about election fraud and what's going on? I was the one who exposed that and we got it out everywhere. That's a victory. Who was the one who exposed Fauci day one with the entire thing with the real issues of vaccines? We did before the grifters came along. Who was the one who fundamentally exposed the issue with the fact 
that there is a backdoor portal into Twitter in 2020. We did, and we've exposed that. So we've had many victories. You see, Sneeko, yeah, they don't right. expect right. guys like me who are engineers and who have smart, they expect us just to stay in our little MIT silo. They never expected me to run for office. And when I ran for office, I used my same brains that I used to build all these other things to say, what the fuck's going on in this country? And because I can articulate, because I can mobilize and organize people, we now have a half a million people, volunteers in the United States, half a billion people know about our movement. This is dangerous to them, you see? And that's what we're doing. So have we won? Of course we've won. Everything else that we, my running for presidential office is making us have this conversation today with all your audience, sneak on your young people. Because what are they realizing? Fuck, the entire election fraud system is fucked up. We can never get within their system any one of us elected. So what do we got to do? We have to build a movement. And that is what, you know, when you look at Shiva for president, yes, it's a run for president, right? But it's more about building a movement. And that movement right. says we have to mobilize people bottoms up and we have to shatter their swarm. And it's not going to happen through their their system. It's going to happen by mobilizing a movement. And if I'm even going to get elected, it's going to happen through a bottoms up movement. And every time they attack us, we get on good people show like yourself, Sneeko, and a million people hear about it. That's victory, man. Because right. Right. You're right. So we got to We got to We got to You got to honor what you're doing right now, Nico. You're doing God's work right now by us having this conversation because other people think, oh, Vivek is a good guy. He said a lot of great fucking things. Oh, Trump, he's my fighter. Are you fucking serious? But now they now we're giving people cognitive dissonance. Wait a minute. Everything he's saying is true. Let me go check the facts. Yeah. He filed for affirmative action scholarship. Yeah. Trump brought in John Bolton. Yes. Trump did this. Yes. Trump did this. And why am I looking up to the Zionist cocksucker? Because he's got some babes and he's got... Uh, 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 you know, golden plated toilet seat. What kind of fuck? He has nice hair. Yeah. All right. So, and he has nice slogans too. Come on, lock her up was a good one. Uh, Sleepy Joe, classic. Okay. Um. Yeah. Did he lock uh, her up? Jeb Bush. Did he lock her up? He didn't lock her up. Yeah. What did, did he, he build he the wall? Yeah. Did he didn't finish the wall? <laughs> did he lock her up? No. During his time, more as many immigrants came in as during Biden's time. Okay. Less immigrants came. Came in during Obama's time, illegal immigrants, okay? You got to understand, man, this guy's a fucking bullshitter. Bull, bull, bullshitter. That's how he built his own life. So we are at a very important point in human development where an individual, a young person has to decide, do I want to believe the bullshit and eat shit? So if you want to talk about people throwing poop in India, we have to ask, are you eating poop? Because that's what Americans are doing. They're fucking putting bullshit in their mouth. Oh, Vivek, Trump, where you're eating their, you might as well sit under their ass and suck up their diarrhea. That's what the fuck you're doing. And that's, I hopefully that image will penetrate people. Okay? They did. All right. Then you have to say, what has this motherfucker actually done? Has he created anything? Has he, no, He what he did was he created fraud. He's a con man. So then if you're supporting con men, then you have to look at yourself in the mirror and you have to say, am I a con man? Do I want to be conned? Right. What's up with me? Because that shows mm -hmm. the character of the individual. Then you have to say, I don't want that. I want to do good work. I want my words to match my deeds. That's a man. That's a person who has balls. That's a, you know, otherwise you're just a fucking bullshitter. And they want you to be a bullshitter. They want you to be a con man because they're all con men. And that's right. where we're at in 2024. We're at a very important inflection point in American history. Because I did a I did a video 
an interview with SGT, Sean. I said, this is a great deception that's taking place. You have all these people looking at Dr. Shiva, literally copying our words because we're the real deal. And they know people are breaking from them, Sneeko. So they are actually talking anti-establishment rhetoric to make you stuck to them. So you don't have to get off your ass, Sneeko. You can say, oh, Vivek is great. Trump is great. Versus getting off your butt, printing out a flyer, going out and handing out. That's hard work. Okay. Get it to work, man. Because actions speak louder than words, Dr. Shiva. You got to right. get to it. I want to let, let's go hand it out. When, when's your next? When are you knocking on doors next? Well, right. In, well, we do stuff all over Massachusetts. So this third Saturday in Massachusetts, you're welcome to come right here to Cambridge. Okay. Come on down. This Saturday? Third Saturday of every month, we do meetups all over the country. So in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Yeah. But I'll introduce you to people right in uh, Florida. You're in Miami, right? Yeah, yeah. We have thousands of volunteers in Miami. And what we can do is we can mobilize an event where you can come speak and we can do something separate and down in Miami. But the bottom line is everyone in our movement works for a living or had worked as, as a mother or a retired person and they help our campaign. You see, these yeah. are working people. It's very hard to imagine. Nothing like this has uh, taken place in the United States in a very, very long time. And we live in a world of bullshit, 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 grifters and talking shit. Our campaign is actually on the ground doing stuff. So what happened to our volunteer in Kentucky, 28-year-old, very, very, he's a hero of mine, okay? He did the work, works hard for a living. There's no reason he should have been treated the way he was and abused by these cops. I want to address something quickly. People keep saying that, like, how much is Dr. Shiva paying you? Wallahi, I, I, I have you on because... I enjoy what you talk. I I I, want, I feel like I'm a part of a movement when I speak to you. You didn't pay me a cent. I should like I, I'm talking to you. I feel like I should pay you. you. Know, I have a couple. Speaker, you know why they ask you that? Because all of these other guys actually are paying the grifter media. I don't know if you know that. They're paying yeah, them they through are. favors. They're paying them through they networking. They're paying them to inviting them on their private jets. To everyone listening, right? You know, I have not paid Sneeko one penny. He has not paid me anything. That's why I I respect you. You know, because it's about truth, freedom, and health. It's about truth, three things freedom, that are health. extremely important. Yeah. So I know we only have 45 minutes today, Sneaker, so I want to be respectful of our time. But I want everyone to know that if you really want to be a man or a woman and you really want to put your, uh, you know, you want to walk the walk, go to Shiva for president, you know, get one of our bumper stickers. This is an easy man's way and put it on the back of your car. 100,000 people see it. You want to notch it up a level? Go to Shiva for president, get one of these flyers, because you can educate people with a single flyer what they, people like Trump, Vivek, left and right have been doing. You see that graph? That shows yeah. that the American lifespan, that if you have a child and you're 20, 30, your child is going to have a shorter lifespan than you because of what they've done to so many things in the healthcare system. Third, volunteer. If you want, notice I haven't even asked for money once. All of these other people say, oh, oh like, give me your money, give me your money. And they're all Rip fucking- ask for money. I have Rip not asked for money, for money once, but I do want you to get off the ground and, and volunteer. If you want to give us money, guess what we do with that money? When you give me money, I give you books, I give you training. I can't take nothing without giving something, Nico. It's just the, who I am and what I was brought up with. Sneeko, sorry. Oh, wait, wait. So the third, the third Saturday of this month of January, I should come to Cambridge. You can come. I, I want to, like, of course, a lot of volunteers, but I want to. I think it'd be a great stream. So we yeah, can go. We come can, on we into can, Cambridge, and we'll do some mentoring, and we'll do a stream. You know, but come on down, man. 
I would love to do it. Yeah, come on down. I really look forward I'll to come on up. It. Okay, but yeah, Sneeko, I'll, I'll I really, flight. you know, just to everyone listening. I called Sneeko up after what happened to our volunteer in Kentucky, and Sneeko was right there. And so you're a man of honor, Sneeko, because you know the importance of this. Okay. And right. I know. Well, actually, I don't know if you noticed. You, I texted you in your old number. I texted you literally the, the day before that you. Uh, I thought you left me on red. I thought you were like you didn't like the first interview. Oh but no! The day after that happened, you. you t- yeah, I know it was like a, a coincidence. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, because I have two phones, but I gave you my personal one. But sorry about that. That's good. No, no, don't worry about it. But literally, yeah. like the day after that, it, it, it was missed. Um, you you ended up texting me. So yeah. So Sneeko, introduce us to some of the other good podcasters you know that are similar to us because we want everyone to know that for the first time in American history, in modern American history, they have a real movement. They And it's going to push them, right, to do stuff, not right. sit there and just watch shit, be a WWE, UFC <clears throat> fan. We want you to put walk the walk because... To walk the walk. We need a movement. We need a movement, and we've created can, that movement. The movement exists. It's and it's. Can and I ask you an off-topic question before you leave? Yeah. <laughs> they are saying that to have you on Fresh and Fit. What are your thoughts on... Um, what's the truth about Hitler, in your opinion? Well, you. it's a good question. First of all, you need to understand... Hitler was no different than any of these other fascist leaders. Hitler was backed by the United States. He was backed by Jewish Zionists. Okay? Yeah. So he didn't... Now, and the other big thing people need to understand historically is this. Remember, everything in the world comes down to working people versus the elites. In Germany at the time, in the 20s and 30s, Sneeko, what was happening was intellectually, everyone in the world knew there was going to be a revolution in Germany. The first workers' bottoms-up revolution was going to come in Germany. Why? Because Germany was the most advanced industrialized nation. And the Europeans and and the American elites were scared shitless. Because what was occurring in the 1920s? You had the Depression in the United States. You had a lot of anti-colonial movements taking place all over the world. So they were afraid there was going to be a major revolution in Germany. So all the elites of the world and the Zionists backed Hitler to suppress that workers' movement. So Hitler was an agent of the elites, okay? So, you know, so stop thinking, oh, my God, he was some, he was as evil as all of them, all right? He wasn't particularly evil. He just, he he was evil, and they used him, because remember, this is an organized crime family. They said, okay, he... We're going to make him be appear like he's a really bad guy so they could cover up their own sins. I mean, you just have to consider how many people the British killed, okay? You have to start considering how many people that Andrew Jackson butchered, how many Native Americans. I mean, you just start adding it up. You realize all these people are butcherers. But Hitler was endorsed by the Zionists. He collaborated with the Zionists. Many U.S. industrialists backed him because they didn't want the revolution coming in Germany. That's why the first people that Hitler killed were all the trade union leaders. All right. He killed Mm -hmm. those bottoms up leaders. So people need to go learn history. The problem is that the Zionist school systems make it about Hitler versus the Jews, forgetting that the Zionists were like this with Hitler. And that's what people need to understand. The The Nazis and the Zionists work together to butcher Jews. And all you need to do is go study the Warsaw Ghetto riots, what occurred there. Jews were fighting against the Nazis. The Zionists were collaborating with the Nazis and disarmed the Jews. All right? Mm -hmm. So 
we need to really understand history. Our movement teaches it. And the good news is that young people like you, Sneeko, are wanting sincerely to understand this. You're asking important, truthful, honest questions. You're, and, and that's why I appreciate this interaction we're doing. Thank you so much. Before you leave, last question, because I have to. I want to get more. Uh, what is your advice for everybody watching this? Like, your advice for young people, of course, we could sign up. Um, we could go put the bumper sticker and all we have to, but what would, what's some genuine advice? Like you, you invented email when you're 14 years old, like what, a lot of people out there, you know, some people depressed, some people like wondering what they want to do. Like what's, what's some general advice that you could have yeah, for, yeah. for young great, people? Great question. Sinko. forget about the elections and all this for a second. Okay. The first thing people need to do, and I say this to everyone, these are very basic skills. Number one thing I would ask people to do is, you know, have a schedule in your life some type of structure, okay? One of the simplest things that I learned from my dad was how to create a task list in the morning. You know, you get up in the morning, you say, here's my goal, and you should set very clear goals for yourself. Short-term goals, long-term goals. And then you don't just do a goal, you say, these are the things I gotta do to achieve this goal. Another thing is before you go to bed, you know, visualize your goal and review what you did during the end of the day. Did you do your goals? And you have to do this repeatedly over and over again. You have to create this discipline, setting goals, having tasks. And then you the, the, the third part of this is you have to learn skills. You know, you have to put the effort in, <clears throat> learn skills because you can't bullshit all day. You know, if it's skills on how to do video production, if it's skills on learning how to use a spreadsheet, how to solve problems. You know, if you started some college program, here's a fourth point. If you start something, finish it, okay? It may be hard to finish something, right? Or finish the equivalent of it. But don't think that you're gonna start something and stop because that's gonna be a very bad pattern you're gonna build in your life where you never complete anything, okay? Sometimes it's boring shit, go through it. You set a goal, you agree to do something, finish it, okay? Whatever that task is. These are very basic skills. The other thing is people should learn how to save money and invest money even if it's putting away a little bit of money, okay? And learning the importance of being frugal and doing a lot with a little, all right? And you can do a lot with a little bit of stuff, but setting goals, establishing tasks, reviewing your tasks, learning skills, all right? These things will last you a lifetime. You learn a language, no one can take it away from you. You learn algebra, you learn you know, basic skill sets, right? No one can take this away from you, you become stronger, you become independent. You don't become dependent on anyone. And this is why what we do in our movement, Sneeko, we tell people one of the simplest things we teach people is systems thinking. It is the most important knowledge. If you, you know, you can't, you can spend 20 years in university. People can go to truthfreedomhealth.com and learn this in a very short set of ways. I teach people the most profound knowledge, which is how to see the world as systems. And there's nine principles which govern every system in the universe. And I want to share it with as many people. People go through the course, you're 13 through 18. You can give it away to as many people as you want. But systems thinking is a powerful knowledge that you will need in the 21st century and beyond because it is what the elites learn. But it's very, very basic stuff, you know? I learned a lot of this from my hardworking mom and dad, you know? And the most important thing to learn in life is you set a goal. It's not like you achieve the goal right away. You have to go at it over and over and over and over again. Very clear vision, be committed, and you have to put in the work, man.
There's no shortcut. Now you can do shortcuts in this, but you're really denying yourself, uh, you know, many, many lessons. And if you don't do the work, you'll never feel secure in yourself. You'll know internally you're a fraud. And that's why all of these people know they're frauds and they want to make all of you frauds. Vivek knows he's a fraud. Trump knows he's a fraud. Booby knows he's a fraud. But Booby Kennedy, they want to make you frauds. Yeah. Okay. So remember what right. I'm saying. The Misery loves company. Misery loves company. Fraud loves to make you fraudulent. And that's the great deception. They know they're full of shit. So they want you to be also full of shit. So all the people full of shit can be sucking up to each other. They've done nothing except praise each other for doing nothing. And this is what we have to break. And this is a great deception. And we live in a very, very important time in human history because of media, because of people can do all the stuff. They can, you can take a piece of shit and make him think like he's some hero because he just says all the right things. You have Whoa, to go look at Dr. Ricky. Shiva. Yeah. Oh, you, you disconnected for a second, but you're back. Yeah. Go okay, ahead. All good. I can hear you then. Go ahead. Hold on. I want to. I want to add one of my friends. My um, there's one of my friends. Uh, his name is Bradley. He's watching. He wants uh, to speak to you. Can I add him really quick? Sure, sure, of course. Bro. Hi, Bradley. Hello. Did we lose him? Doctor Shiva, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I think. I um, can you turn your camera on again? Sorry about that. Oh, I thought my camera is on. One second. Yeah, you have to turn it on again. Uh, oh, there you go. Okay. Um, oh, he didn't join. What the hell? I saw someone ringing. Yeah, it, it did for a second, but okay. He's a good guy. He um. Can he text you his question? Yeah, I guess so. Um, I guess it's fine if he can't join. I don't want to. I don't want to hold you up. This is a great conversation, Doctor Shiva. Uh, thank you so much. I, I look forward to it. And uh, actually, I do want to come down, come up to Cambridge. Oh, there he is. There he is. Yo, yo. Hey, Bradley. How are you? Hey, Brad. How you doing? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Can't see you. Okay. Hold on a sec. How do I? Damn, some boomer shit. Yeah, I mean, Doctor Shiva is more on tune than you, man. Yeah, he got something set up for him. Guarantee. Ask him right now. Who set it up for him? Not him or him or someone else. Can set it up for you, Doctor Shiva, or you set it up? What's, no, I set it up myself, man. No, yeah, he did it himself. There's no way. I uh, did. Boomer Brad, man. Uh, fuck. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, you got to make sure you hit the camera icon on the bottom left. <laughs> make sure it's green. How oh, is Dr. Shiva explaining this to you? Dr. Shiva, how old are you? You're like 45? I just turned 60, man. What the? December 2nd, Bro, 1963. I'm a, I'm a vet, dude. I'm a oh. vet. All right. Thank you for your service, man. He's not actually a vet. He's just I'm saying, not a real no. vet. I'm like yeah, a veteran. He, all right. he, he owns a gym. He, he didn't serve the country. Yeah, no, I didn't. <laughs> Shout out to all those guys, though, because they did a lot. But, Brad, I don't know if you're watching the conversation. Dr. Shiva is one of the most base people that, that I've spoken to on my stream. Um, I haven't seen anything. Two, first okay. time. In. Oh, okay, okay. Well, he's running for president, and also he invented email when he was 14 years old. Uh, he has a, a really strong – he holds his beliefs really strong to his heart. And – you know, he, he gets he gets energized. He, he, he's been calling out all these politicians. Dr. Shiva, I think, is the future, man. Bottom line, Bradley, is that what's happening is working people in this country are being screwed over through massive deception. They know people are breaking from the establishment. So what the establishment is doing is they're creating all these bullshitters 
who are saying all this anti-establishment stuff. But if you look at their backgrounds, they're all part of the establishment. Okay, the great deception is taking place. And throughout history, they do not want people to mobilize bottoms up movements by us working people. What? Let me ask you a question. What would be the point to have anyone try to destabilize it if they weren't actually trying to destabilize it? Ah, great question. So you have to understand the arc of the history of movements. So if you look back, it's a great question. So if you look back in the late 1800s and early 1900s, by the way, um, we've put together, you know, we have a movement now, Bradley, called Truth, Freedom, Health. It's global. Half a billion people know about us. Half a million people have gone through our program, but it's about creating leaders. But if you look at even in the United States, are you familiar with what occurred in 1886, 1800s in the U.S.? There was something called the Great Upheaval. So in 1886, four American workers were shot and hanged in the United States for fighting for the eight-hour workday, okay, in a Haymarket, Chicago. And then in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, seven American workers, hardworking people, some of them who were veterans, literally veterans, who were fighting for the eight-hour workday were gunned down by the National Guard. So in the late 1800s and early 1900s, there was this huge movement as we were transitioning from the agriculture to the industrial era, recognizing the utter horrible conditions working people in this country we were under. And those that upheaval built up these mass movements, not run by any politician left or right, not some Bernie Sanders or some Booby Kennedys or Trump, just bottoms up movements by or, or self-organizing decentralized trade unions, leaders. Women led many of those movements right up here in Lowell, Massachusetts, right? They were asking for basic rights, elimination of child labor, infrastructure, right, clean water, all these things. So by the early 1900s, those movements put the fear of God into the elites. Franklin Roosevelt, you know, when you go to high school, you said, oh, he was such a great guy. He gave us a new deal. He saved people from the depression. All bullshit. Okay. These movements were coming up. You know, people were winning many, many wins. And the elites were scared shitless there was going to be a revolution in this country. So what they did was they threw a lot of bones to uh, the working people to quiet them down, Social Security, Medicare. I mean, all these gains, if you have clean water, if, if they stop child labor, it was from these explosive militant movements. So by the 1950s, what happened, Bradley, was the elite said, fuck, we can never have these movements again. We can never have people organizing. So in the 1950s, a guy you may know called Joseph McCarthy. You ever heard of McCarthyism? He's the one yeah. who branded- Tommy, right? Huh? He's a commie? He was a commie. No, 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 no. He was branded himself as an anti-communist. He came out of Milwaukee, Senator Joseph uh, McCarthy. And oh, he's the one who accused everybody of being communist. Yeah, to get the so Charlie Chaplin, yeah. who was one of the great you know, artists of our time, he was branded a communist. All these people are branded communists. If you said workers unite, right? Hardworking Americans. So the right wing branded all of these movements, which were bottoms up movements, sneak on Bradley, as guess what? As communists. And then they allowed the left wing, which were run by mobsters, to take over all these movements and do top-down unions. You follow what I'm saying? And then by the 1970s, there were no more movements. So if you actually go and you can look at this publicly, between 1900 and 1970, there were close to 11,000 strikes in the United States, bottoms-up movements, nearly 200 million people. And during that period, the as the American GDP grew, guess what? Everyone wages grew. You had hardworking people coming back from World War II. They wouldn't. Okay, hold on a sec. Yeah. All right, you're saying a lot of stuff. Okay. 
like a lot of stuff, like a significant amount of things. I asked you one question though. Why would they want there to be people who are shaking things up if they don't want things shaken up? That's right. So let me finish. Answer. So that's what I'm trying to tell you. Okay. So you got it. Yeah. I, it's, it's, it, you know, I'm not into sound bites. So you have to listen to the history or so between 1900 to 1970, the first part of this very important part was they realized that people mobilizing organically bottoms up, Bradley, is a danger to them. Does that make sense? That's a core principle. Absolutely. I get it. So they yeah. never wanted that to occur again. So by 1970, 70s were a very important point in American history. They consolidated power in every which way. Department of Education gets formed. The unions get destroyed. There's no more bottoms up unions. And so between 1970 till today, this is where the deception took place. So between 1970 till today, there's only been 900 strikes, maybe 2 million people. And guess what's happened in the United States between 1970 to now? The Even though the economy has grown, the first and second income quartiles, working people's wages have gone down. And if you add up all those wages, it's around $47 trillion that's been transferred upward to the elites. 600 billion of it got transferred, I mean, $2.3 trillion right in, you know, during the pandemic, okay? Now, what's occurred? The elites realized they got their brains together and they said, fuck, we can never have bottoms up movements. We know they're going to come up. So we are going to create fake leaders, Bernie Sanders. I'm a worker. The guy's never fucking worked in his life. Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, fucking Donald Trump. They've created segments of bullshitters who speak anti-establishment. So you don't get off your butt and truly build a bottoms up movement. You say, oh, Trump sounds good. Make America great. Lock her up. They have figured out the things that motivate people's passions, Bradley. Logan's. This is a great deception, okay? So they have, they said, man, this guy, this brown-skinned Indian guy is really mobilizing people. Oh, Vivek the Snake, please come on board. We need you to say some shit, okay? That motherfucker comes on. Motherfucker's never worked a day in his life, okay? So they are creating what we call the not-so-obvious establishment. I call it the NSOEs, all right? And before they had one or two of them. In 1984, when I figured this out, Bradley, I was 17 years old at MIT. There was a guy called Jesse Jackson. I don't know how old you are. You remember this guy? He was running. Black dude, right? Yeah, black dude who was talking all sorts of rhetoric, all this anti-establishment rhetoric. And at the last minute, he gives all of his votes to the Democrat. He goes, we have to choose the lesser of two evils. And you know what? I've talked about the lesser of two evils. And so the left and the right have the obvious establishment. So you have the Clintons and the Bidens on you know, the left. And on the right, you have you know the Bushes and the McConnells. But they cannot, the establishment bird cannot fly without the not so obvious establishment. So the right wing had the Tea Party. They need Trump to talk all sorts of shit. The left wing has Bernie Sanders you know, to, you know, or AOC. You see what I'm saying? They've engineered these people and then they give the people media attention and they create all this dialectics, right? As though Hollywood theater, oh my God, Trump is being attacked in Maine. Oh my God, Biden over here, right? They so, all send you. Yeah. I so, mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, it's just about control and power and maintaining. You, you nailed it. But the sophistication. But like, okay, so so we know that. Let's say everyone's kind of aware of that, right? Not Let's everyone say we kind is. Of all can agree. Not everyone That's is. That's fine, even if they're not. Let's say a lot of people are like, yo, shit's fishy. Most people are like, we don't really trust the government, blah, 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 this and that, right? We all agree at that now at this point. I don't trust left or right. I don't trust any of it. Point is, though, so what? What are we doing? What can you do? What can you actually do? Besides, we're sitting here talking about it, and I guarantee well, you, I don't talk about it. I've been or some shit. Yes, yeah, but so you I'm... sell stuff. You sell stuff through talking about it. 
No, I don't talk, I don't sell anything. Let me you tell you what you I sell. Sold me right when I no, we you sell, you sold me right. No, first we, thing I when you sat down when you got into the conversation with me, yeah. you, sell, you started selling something to me. Yeah, we're selling. Goes, By the way, we have this program. No, we're selling a movement. Okay, and the I movement. Get it, but are you making money? Are you making money? I'm losing money, okay? I do a full-time job as a scientist and an engineer over here. I don't need to do this, Bradley, okay? So let okay. me tell you my life, oh. okay? No, stop right here. Stop, because you need to know this. I came from India. No, I just want to make a point. I, I'm not, no, no, not, the point, I'm the, not saying. No, the point. No, listen, point. I'm not saying anything bad. I'm not saying anything bad. No, I know All that, I'm but I need is. you to understand something. So you need to listen, okay? Since I was four years old, I grew up in a caste system in India. And you don't know what that okay. is. Okay, where you have a small set of people who spit on you, call you a pig. It's worse than black versus white that took place at 400 years ago in this country. All right. India is okay. a caste system where the Brahmins think they're better. My parents weren't even supposed to get educated. Okay. When my mom yeah. used to go to the well, they used to shoo her away like a pig. All right. So when here's I the deal. You're speaking now from emotion. And I asked you a simple question. And all I asked you was, do you make money? touting and talking about the things that you talk about no do you, have, do you make well, a let me tell you how it? i no. make money i make money creating the world's first email system okay i make money by being an engineer and a scientist and i never sought to make money because i was good i ended up making a lot of money all right so i don't need to be doing this but i've had a great anger bradley for the injustice that has taken place to working people since i was a kid mm -hmm. and that motivated me when, you know, I didn't even know about MIT until two weeks before I applied. After I got into MIT, I wanted to learn how systems worked. So I went in and out of MIT, started seven companies, and I learned engineering system science. And in 2007, I was able to intersect that with ancient systems of medicine. And I realized there are these nine principles that run all systems. And then I started looking at politics and the same set of nine principles that control your body also control the universe. Truth, freedom, and health is freedom is emotion part of system science, movement, you see? When you go lift weights, right, you do a certain amount of movement, all right? That movement, if you do it right, your body converts to muscle, right? Digestion is a part of conversion. Um, in science, we call that truth, the scientific method. And the last part of it is structure. Transport, conversion, story. These are systems principles. But truth, freedom, and health, what I've been searching all my life, Bradley, is when I looked at these political movements, since I was a four-year-old kid, I studied every revolutionary movement. So I became very interested in how do you actually beat these guys? To answer your earlier question, what do we do to win? And what I realized was that you need to have a fundamental theory, a framework, because if you don't have the scientific principles, you may try to do a protest, you may try to run for office, it's all going to fail. And the, right. the, the discovery that I made was a universe is run by the aspects of transport, conversion, and storage, truth, freedom, health. So you can't just be fighting for the First Amendment and the Second Amendment freedom. You have to do that, but you also have to be healthy. Okay. 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 So check it out. Yeah. Is this your website, truthfreedomhealth.com? Yeah. So you make money talking about this stuff. No, we don't. Why do we make money? Because it says, uh, it says $0 a year, $25 a year, $100 a year. Right. But you can also apply full scholarship and you get everything for free. Well, what I'm checking out, I, ma I imagine you probably have data on it. You, you know how much money you make doing this. So I don't really have to ask you. But my point is not about the money. It's more so about all the stuff that we're talking about. And listen, I make money making content. I, well, I'm not at well, all trying to make minute, anyone feel like minute, I don't stop, make money stop, doing Bradley. it. That's not how I make money, man. I have a, 
Okay, let's just, just stop, stop for a second. You do make money because if it wasn't money involved, you'd do all shit for free. There wouldn't be twenty five dollar, wouldn't be hundred dollar a year. Like we can't talk Anyone about not making money. Anyone wants is- anything as a scholarship gets it for free. When you take the courses and you can give it away to any child you want. Do you understand that? Okay, but someone still. I get it. You're, it sounds great. Someone's still paying for it. The point is, we the, don't make the, money the bigger off bigger picture. It. Wait, 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 wait. Making money means revenue minus expenses equals profit. Okay. Okay, you're gonna are you gonna like are you gonna I understand that if you want it if you can't afford like, it, Bradley, we'll give it to you. Here's the deal. When we gave it away, wait, wait, stop. When we gave it away to people, oh, this must be garbage. You see? Listen, <laughs> I understand. All I'm saying is like the bigger picture thing, fuck all this money talk. I'm saying well, you're the one who the money still, talk. Yeah, yeah, because I wanted to ask you some questions because you're talking about some stuff that has a lot of like it's rooted in things that are good and like yo, this the world's fucked up and control and all these people and evil and money. And the the interesting thing is, I asked you that question earlier. What do we do to fix it? So let's talk about Are that. we just going to change? I know. Well, so this is what I'm saying, though. I get caught up in these conversations because I'm always like, well, is are we just trying to become, are we trying to like switch the conversation from well, first of that all, guy so, to this so guy Bradley, to let's to just time out, time out. You got to go review what we've talked about because I feel like we're doing a whole nother talk and I have to file another lawsuit tomorrow morning. Okay. So mm. I, I urge you to go look at the work we did with Sneeko before, but here's the bottom line. You're looking at someone who's been fighting all of his life. I walk the walk, okay? Number one, and you can go look at my entire resume. I'm not, of that. But I'm not, I'm not challenging any of that. No, 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 no. Let, me finish. Let, me finish. Let, me finish. let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let's talk about what, the question you asked for about- I mean, you're kind of not, you're kind of not addressing what I'm saying because you kind of just keep talking over me. My point no, is no, like- No, because you're coming I, in the middle of a conversation, Bradley. Yeah, no, I totally understand. I just want to address yeah. the one thing was- the whole idea of breaking down this whatever structure or talking about the structure of the world, the government, it's rooted in something like we want to make the world a better place and not be just rooted in control and power and money, which that's what the world is right now, right? But then it's like, are we just changing hands for someone like you versus someone like them? And how do we actually fix it? Yeah, that's a great question. That's the point, right? Yeah. So let me, can I answer that question? Absolutely. It's a, great, that. It's a wonderful question. So this is the heart of what my life has been about figuring this out. So if you look at what you just said, you made a very, very fascinating point. So if you look at the time of slaves trying to, you know, get a better life, or from the time serfs were on a you know, piece of land trying to fight against their king, whatever it was, right? The entire arc of human history has been the, the journey of people trying to get truth, freedom, health, justice, okay? Now in that journey, Bradley, people have been sort of figuring things out, right? Initially, the people who control these movements were philosophers. Wait, smoking a cigarette? What's that? No, no, no. I'm, I'm about health, man. <laughs> were you smoking a cigarette? Sorry. Uh, what? So, no, um, no, you don't, you're interrupting Dr. Shiva. Shiva. Sorry, go ahead. I, I thought he was smoking a cigarette. So, Bradley, initially, yeah. um, so some, you know, sometimes a slave riot would take place and they would get a certain amount of freedom, right? So people have been trying to advance freedom. And what's been occurring is that when you look back at these movements, and I've been a student of studying these movements, when you look back at the 1920s, the profound thing that did take place was you find out that these decentralized, right, self-organizing movements had profound effects, which means people coming up bottoms up saying, wait a minute, like in Lowell, Massachusetts, where there were sweatshops, you know, people organized, right? And this is what the elites did not want to occur. Now, what happened is the people who were trying to figure out the concepts of power, profit, and control versus truth, freedom, and health. And they made theories about how social movements take place. Many of these people were philosophers, right? Like John Locke, 
right? If you read the works of John Locke, who really created the concept of the social contract, Locke was basically saying, oh, you know, we're all one big family. We're going to create a social contract. And that's why the state exists, right? Government, what we talked about. So he had a view of government, which was called classical liberalism, that the government actually exists here to help Bradley, Sneeko, and Dr. Shiva all work together. And now, right. that I don't think that's true, okay? I think the government exists to make sure a finite set of people can suppress others. Then you look at- And they the suppress whole, us with things like, do, do, do you think that oh, they suppress us with things like, like uh, vaccination, right? For example, well, taking away your right to choose vaccine mandates in particular, okay? Do you think that Brad, is Brad giving you vaccinated energy or do you, do you think he's vaccinated or no? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what's Brad, your, what's Brad, your perception? Bradley seems to be pretty thoughtful and asking some very good questions. He's asking some very foundational questions, which I appreciate. So getting back to this issue, then- Can you I ask you one more? Can I ask you one? It's a person, this is a personal question. Yeah. And I, I think I know the answer. I think I know the direction of the answer. If you could be- one of the elites and be a billionaire and have all the money, would you want to fix the system or keep it the same? Well, look, I think uh, I don't like abstract questions. Let's look at the reality, right? I have all the wherewithal. I've made a lot of money. I could make a lot more money. I've been given many, many opportunities to become part of those elites proudly. And you should go look at the last video I did with Sneeko. You know, I, I, I know pretty much most of the people in Hollywood. I was recruited by the Indian government at the prime minister level. I could have been a professor at MIT, but I never forgot where I came from, man. And I really wanted to, when I was 12 years old, Bradley, when I went back to India to visit and my grandparents said, no shoes, you know, they, my aunt lived in a small hut. I decided that I was going to be going back to, in, uh, to the United States in 24 hours and that I would have a life that they would never have. And something deep within me made this decision that if I did not use what I would learn to liberate as many people that I would be a parasite. Now, I don't know where that thought came from, man, but that's what has driven my life since the age of 12, 1977 till today. And I've not changed. People say, oh, you know, you'll change. I've been very fortunate because of my skills, because of my talent and my hard work. I've made money. I've created many companies, but I never sought those things to make money. I just love creating things. Could I make a billion dollars if I wanted to? Sure. But how much money do you need? What is the purpose of life? And I've had to ask these questions. To me, the purpose of ultimately life is about freedom and the ability to connect with yourself and to connect with those other people. And I never forgot my grandparents, these hardworking people. I grew up in Jersey. And that's why, for whatever reason, I have loyalty to those people. And I've worked my entire life to understand, using engineering principles to understand how we liberate people. And I've uncovered those. And those principles lead me to recognize that we need to create self-organizing systems. And the work of Ilya Pogroni in 1957, who won the Nobel Prize, uncovered this stuff, all right? And we didn't know a lot of the science. You see, so previous revolutionaries, Bradley, they were not bad people. They were trying to figure this shit out, but they didn't have the fundamental theory. Does that make sense? So just like if you're trying to, if I'm trying to build the iPhone, you can't build this without understanding material science, engineering system science. There's a lot of technology here. If we think we're going to build a society that challenges the elite, there too has to be some fundamental scientific principles. And that's what I've uncovered. So that'll mm. be my main contribution besides the other things I've done and educating others on how to do it. So that is what my mission is, man. So the issue is- But you got to buy it. What's that? But you got to buy it. No, you don't. You can come to our open house any day.
You don't have to nice. buy it. If you can't afford it, let me and you get a scholarship. What we've done is if you take the course and you can do it and you want to study it, guess what? Then you can give it away to a million people for free. When I tried to give it away for free, no one wanted it. So we said, okay, give us hundred bucks. Okay, that's nothing. Oh, must value something. And by the way, what we tell people is after you take the course, give it away to as many kids as you want. Because my mentor, Jay Forrester, who died when he was 99, we wanted it to teach system science at the kindergarten level, okay? Because George Soros learned system science. Kissinger learned system science. And what I uncovered in our lawsuit is everything that they do, Bradley, is using system science to manipulate people. So system science can be used for great good or can be used for great subjugation. About 10,000 people in the world know this. I used to teach this at MIT. And I could keep I'm doing a little system science. I've heard MIT a few times. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, what's that? And I'm feeling I'm feeling a little system science right now by you. <laughs> okay. Well, system science is pretty simple, you know? It's existed for tens of thousands of years. Different people have talked about it in different words, but ultimately it's about seeing the interconnections between things and not mm. the parts. You see, the, the old model of science was, you know the old story of Buddha with the elephant? There's an elephant that Buddha talks about. The king brings in an elephant and he's got six- Dude, parts. you know what you're good at? You know what you're really good at? Stories. Well, I think we're all good you're at good that. good at stories. No, but you're great at it. You got me locked in. All right, man. So, so the story with Buddha is these six blind men come in and he's got an elephant. And the six, one blind man touches the, you know, imagine you're blind and you touch the, the trunk of the elephant and he, and he asks him, what is it? He says, it's a snake. The guy touches the tail, thinks it's a brush. The guy who bumps into the tree thinks it's an oak tree. And if they all put it together, you get this wacky looking thing. And what, what that's called reductionist science, where you, then this is what the media does. They don't tell you the whole story. They show you pieces, you say, and then they create the left versus right, black versus white. But system science says we have to see the whole. And seeing the whole is where we get to wisdom. And that aspect of getting to that and educating that is the science of systems. Now, that knowledge in the modern world came out in the 1920s with the work of Norbert Wiener, Claude Shannon, these guys. And it didn't really get out to the public until 60s, 70s. But still today, Bradley, the elites learn this. You go to Harvard, Tufts School of Science, Kennedy School, they teach the elite system science. So they learn this physics. They know the whole man, the whole system. And so they can, and so they're whole not, thing. so they use it to manipulate us, right? And yes. I was going down that path where I could have used that knowledge. I could be a professor at MIT and be some, you know, consultant or some elite, you say? But I realized mm. that like Prometheus but bringing you, fire to the earth, that the most important thing was to teach people this. $100 a year. I love it. Or, Dude. or if you can't afford it. Or it's you free. Think like you won't or be able free. to. You can get it for free. <laughs> no, I'm broke as fuck. I can't. Right. That. No, he's lying. Brad uh, makes money. Doctor Shiva, can I ask you how how much do yeah. you think Bradley weighs? Like he's like a strong guy. Like what, what, how much do you think he weighs? I don't yes. know. How, uh, I can't see his height. I'm, he's like six two. He's like he's short. Oh, okay, than me. I'm gonna guess you weigh. <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm gonna six three. Uh, how much are you? I, I'm gonna say you weigh two oh three. Two two oh five. No. Two oh five. Well, you said you're six two. I thought you were smarter than that. He's six three. He's six three. Oh, okay. Well, it looks like he's got a lot of muscles. Muscles more dense. Two. You said two oh five. Yeah. What are you? Two oh five. Oh fuck, dude. I wasn't two oh five. 
I was two and five when I was fucking 18, 16, 17, 17. Well, I can't see in the lighting. You know, I thought you were pretty ripped. So, so what, what are you? 225? I weigh 260 pounds, man. Okay. Yeah, like if we were in a street fight, it'd be a problem. Yeah. I can, I could see that. I can see that. Genuinely. Yeah. Wait, Dr. Shiba. So you care a lot about health. That's that's one of the major things in what you believe in. Do you do you go to the gym? Like, how do you advocate for health? Because Brad's all about the gym. I do. During look, COVID, look, he yeah. kept the gym I mean, open. I, I believe, you know, I do a split day routine, right? I believe in, you know, I mean, I I do, you know, I do protein. I take all the vitamins and all that. I mean, there's a whole bunch of shit I've tried since I've You take the working. vitamins? What vitamins do you take? Well, it depends. You know, one of the things is depends on what you're doing, right? I do have a whole complex set of things I do for immune supplements, right? Um, to support the immune system. If you want, I can go through what those are, the quercetin, the zinc, you know, the D3, the cod liver oil, um, uh, okay, the big proponent of uh, potassium. I mean, during during COVID, Bradley and Sneak, I was the one who told Trump, do not lock down the system, do not lock down the world, boost people's immune system, gave the whole protocol. Others took my protocol and they started manufacturing shit. We gave it away for free. But on the, you know, the side of, physical building, I believe in amino acids, you know, I think precursor loading is important, you know, getting enough protein, particularly if you lift weights and as you get older, you know, the 1.2 to, you know, uh, grams to your body weight is very, very important, you know, uh, protein. I mean, I personally like, you know, very clean foods, you know, high, you know, reasonably good protein diets with fats and lots of vegetables, you know, I do a lot of steamed vegetables. Um, yeah, I do meditation. You know, I was trained since I was, you know, as a child. Um, I do meditations at night. There's a technique I practice in observing the breath and observing sensations on the body. It lets me do all the things I do and get deep rest, it's, which is very, very important, you know? Um, you need to get the deep REM sleep. But I also believe in a lot of goal setting, and I do a lot of spiritual work on myself, you know? Um, if you've ever heard- yeah, Have you ever taken ayahuasca? No, I don't look, man. I my I don't believe in drugs. Let me tell you for one reason. Your body You don't believe in plant medicine? Well, I believe well, let me let me finish. Your body is an incredible pharmacy. All right. Your body has an endocannabinoid system. When I was young, my great great grandfather told me two stories. Two yogis. You know, yogis are they're these adepts. One yogi smokes weed all day, and the other yogi meditates. Guess who reaches the highest heavens? The yogi who meditates because your body, when you meditate, you turn on your own endocannabinoid system. What's happened is when you take external cannabis, for example, you actually shunt your own endocannabinoid system. So I've meditated for years. Friends will come and say, oh, you know, you got to do weed. You got to do weed. So one day someone made me six pot cookies, the most potent. I took them and did nothing to me. So I know my endocannabinoid system is very strong. So here's my view. You can take external juice, just like you can take the juice, which I assume you don't like doing because you know it shrinks your nuts, or you can take substances that your body will make testosterone, okay? The ashwagandha, the precursors, you see? And so the this is a very fine line because your body was created perfectly in many ways to take the right foods and manufacture the outputs. When you start giving it the outputs, you atrophy your body's own subsystems. By the way, you guys know I'm at, you know, my PhDs in systems biology. This is what I've been studying for, you know, 40 years, but I do research in this. I've created a technology called Cytosolve, which allows us to do this. I publish papers in the leading journals. That's what I do full time right now. Okay. But yeah, so I know people have tried ayahuasca and all these things. Um, 
I think a lot of the herbal stuff, you know, it still has to be standardized, right? So for example, if you look at Indian herbs, the herb that grows at the foot of the Himalayas like ashwagandha has a very different with analyte profile than something that grows in the desert, you say? So one of the things is how, what are the active components in these herbs and the effects they have on people? And the other thing is food is medicine, plants are medicine, and it's ultimately about the right medicine for the right person at the right time. Dr. Right? Siegel, what do you think about Joe Rogan? Brad is like, he's good pals with Joe Rogan. Do you, he takes DMT. Uh, do you think well, that he's like a proponent of truth? Do you think, well, is, do you know, he, is he bought his holder? Brad, do you know Eddie Bravo? Yeah. Yeah. So look, um, here's my view. Rogan, you know, he's owned by a very, very large organization. In my view, he's a grifter. Okay. And whoa, uh, sorry, whoa, that, whoa. sorry, that hurts you, but I'll give you examples. Wait a second. That. Rogan follows me on Twitter. Okay. I like Joe. Yeah. You can like him. You can like a lot of people, guys. I'd I like, love Joe I've, Rogan. I've hung out with Trump multiple times. We can like him, but you're asking me, what do I think about him as an agent of change? Assume that's what you're asking me. Okay. And I have much, much different, uh, you know, constraints around that. All right. Wait, so what, what is, what is Joe Rogan grifting about? Yeah, what is this? Let's, let's do this. It's, it's 11. I have to get up in the morning. Why don't we do a whole thing on Rogan and that? Okay. Let's do a follow up. Okay. If that's good with you guys. And I'll Thank do you, that. Dr. Sheep, for coming out. It's supposed to be 45. But I don't want to avoid the question. I, uh, if you want, there's uh, Bradley and Sneeko. Go look on YouTube, Joe Rogan and Booby F. and Kennedy. And you guys will enjoy that. But I'll give you my actual experience. We'll talk through it. And again, look, this has nothing to do with the personality of people and who they are. You know, this has to do with what they do and say at the right time. So let's do a follow up on that, Bradley. But appreciate your question. That's my man. dog, though. Don't disrespect my guy, Joe Rogan, like that. It's kind of fucked <laughs> up. That's OK. Kind of hurts my feelings. I know. Sorry. Not yeah. meant to hurt your feelings, man. Um, Bradley, where are you out of? I'm in L.A. Oh, you're in L.A. Los Angeles. OK. Yeah. And. Good. Okay. Well, let's do a follow-up. I'm down. I mean, I just randomly stumbled in here. I came here to get some I think he'd be a good guest on Raw Talk. I'm not going to lie. Brad has a podcast. It's very successful. If you're in LA, I don't know if Brad's going to want to you on, but he yeah, can, I, cook, I, he can yeah. I definitely would like to talk. I definitely like to talk. I would definitely want to hear more about this shit. That's for sure. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do a follow-up, Brad. Brad, what do you do? Are you a, a, a like a bodybuilder? What do you do full-time? Um... Damn, I wanted to make a joke so bad, but I wasn't gonna do it. Uh fuck, dude. I just make content. I own I own a clothing company, I own a gym, I own a I bunch see. of different like production stuff. Management but you're an entrepreneur. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right, guys. Let's do a follow-up. This is wonderful. Thank you, Bradley. Thank you, Sneeko. But I enjoyed the great questions and the conversation. But let's do a follow-up, Bradley, when you're free. Cool. Dr. Thank you. Thanks a lot, man. We'll talk Thank soon. You. All right, guys. Be well, be the light. Best to you and all your family. Be well. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Yep. All right. How do I, I don't even know how to put this thing. So it's like a. All right, everyone uh, listening. That was a interview I did with Sneeko just to, you know, to really share uh, about what's going on with the election fraud system in the United States. So I know we went off on a number of topics, but listen, everyone can help here um, by going to Shiva numeral for president.com, helping us get on the ballot. We just need signatures. And you've seen that they do not want one of us ever on the ballot. But we will do this, um, you know, unlike what we did in Massachusetts. It's one state we got to do it now in 50 states. So go support us. Go online. 
right? Go to Shiva for president, sign up to be a volunteer, um, go get a bumper sticker because you reach, you know, about, um, you know, 100,000 people a day and then go download this flyer, which you can do and share it with people what's going on in this country. But that's uh, what I wanted to do. But we, I've had a very long day because we are um, mounting a bunch of lawsuits to make sure that uh, we defend working people in this country. So get involved, get involved, get involved. But I hope you enjoyed this. Be well, be the light. Again, um, also to those of you interested, every Thursdays um, at 11 a.m. and 8 p.m., every Thursdays, 11 a.m. and 8 p.m., we do an open house. There's no cost. There's no money being made. Your notice, I haven't asked anyone for donations. So what we need is you to donate your time. If you want to give us money, great but we'll give you books and all sorts of great things. So go at 11 a.m. or 8 p.m. Go to vashiva.com slash orientation and join us for the open house. All right, everyone. So you have some clear action steps, but know that the election fraud system in this country occurs way before the actual fraud on election cycle. It's about who gets visibility, who gets on the ballot. And we have an amazing organization all over this country, and that's why they're afraid of us. So get involved and be part of this because we will actually make you work and do things, not just talk, talk, talk. If you want to talk, 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 go elsewhere. But if you want to walk the walk, you've come to the right place. Be well, be the light, everyone. Thank you.